Space with Star Wars. May the Force be with you. Star Wars Micro Machines. There's a cool adventure in every collection. Micro Machines Star Wars collections and vehicle collections, each sold separately. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith. We'll rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's scruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Carlos. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? They got your weekend geek covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 267 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Raj Shahi, and my co-pilots this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Boo Arguello. The man I call Crunch Crunch, wearing a tank top. Tank top? Tank top? I don't know why I said it like that. He's got a top. He's got his sleeves out. His gun's out of his sleeves. He's got a patch on. Something called a... Um, a salon rub? What is it called? What is the that? salon what is that? pause. It's salon called a the happy ending. That's what it's called. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, I don't know what the hell that is. I've never heard of a salon pause. I know what they are, but I didn't know that that was the name of it. Um, well, hopefully your, your injury is feeling better with that thing. The man I call king of all pods, and everybody else calls the king of all pods, Mr. Tom Chansky. Happy birthday, King Tom, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm sorry. I was waiting for Eric to do it this week. Uh, uh-huh. But I am great. Thank you for the birthday wishes. It's been, it's been a good day. Good. I'm glad. It's all downhill, downhill from here, buddy. <laughs> Wait, is that because I'm here right now, or is that a general statement? I'm just saying because you're on the Sith list, and, I, and Boo's got a Naboo for you. Get ready. Just, just yeah. for you. Just for uh, King Tom facts. I'm out. Just kidding. Oh, just kidding. We want to do okay. that to you on your birthday, buddy. We want to do that. Thank on your you. Birthday. Thank you. The man that I call El Hombre, Mr. Eric Struthers. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. I'm super awesome and fantastic. Great. I'm glad. Randy cannot be with us tonight because there's a power outage at his home. Um, he's probably lying. He didn't, you know, he didn't pay the bill. That's that's what it is. He didn't either, yeah, it's like the Sithless website. We didn't pay the bill for a couple of <laughs> years. Um, but we miss you, Randy. Hopefully we'll see you soon. Um, and you'll come back. Um, how's, uh, how's everyone doing? Eric, how you doing, my man? I'll start with you. Dude, I'm great. Um, I do want to say a big shout out to our friend Hawes. Um, uh-huh. get better, dude. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I had no idea until you told me before in our production meeting that something's going on with him. Uh, Haas, Yes. We love you. Get better and uh speedy recovery. And all that good stuff. 
Hope to talk to you soon, my man. Um, other, uh, you doing okay though, Eric? Oh yeah, man. I uh, still haven't moved out of my old house. Or let me rephrase oh. that. I still don't have it up for sale. Mm. But just any time, any time. It's almost there. Boo. Yep. No, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, what is it? Uh, what is it? Moved. Uh, moved here to San Diego in July, and I've been working on my my work transfer to come down here yeah. to actually San Diego, and I finally got it this week. So I start oh, my I new heard. job on Monday. Yeah. So very I'm actually, cool. Man. I'm actually 110 percent a San Diegan now. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Means you got to be a Chargers fan. Oh wait, no, they moved. No, they yeah. moved. Yeah, no, no, they're out. There's, there's all that's here are the Padres, and that ain't happening either. So. Oh <laughs> yes. Nah, dog. That's yeah. not happening. Not happening. Oh. That is a very you nice ballpark, though. Up there, bro. Hey, you better be careful, man. I've, hey, I've, I've worn that LA Dodgers shit, gear, dude. and nobody said a word. Yeah. Shit. Hey, you yeah. could be a San Diego Gulls minor league hockey fan. I feel like that's an experience. That is an experience, dude. Are you guys still out? Yeah, I was about to say yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. They're, I, yeah, I'd rock a shirt. Hell yeah. They're better than the Ducks. Yes, they are. Oh, Unfortunately. Man. I know it sucks. Eric, so, birthday boy. How much how many Weezer songs did you listen to today? Eric? I'm sorry. <laughs> King Tom. I was so birthday confused. boy. I didn't know if that was <laughs> Eric, comma. King Tom. I didn't know where you were going with that. Let me tell you, I like, didn't know where I was one going. One person with. now. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I listened to a decent amount of music. Some of it, there was there's some Weezer tossed okay. in there, you know. I thought so. That's why it's been a good day. You watch you Star Wars today, King Tom? Uh, I didn't hear Les's question. Uh, watched a Mando episode. What okay. were you saying, Les? Did you get some ribs today? No ribs. We uh, we did Japanese for dinner. It, we tried out tried out a new place. It was very good. Okay. Nice. Did you go to work today? Oh wait, never mind. Sorry. Fuck you, Boo. He's on the Luke Cruiser <laughs> employment plan. Yeah. No, uh, who was it? Was it um, Alice from Force Toast? Right now, um, um, it's fun employment time. Fun yes. employment. Yes, hey, it is. There you go. Yes, it is. Brother, fun I've been on fun employment for almost two years right now. With this, with the, I've been on furlough mm-hmm. uh, or fun low, as they say, and it's all coming to a head. Got to go back on the 27th. Oh. oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Unless there's a miraculous extension, which uh, I got a weird, not Boo shaking his head, but I got a weird text by EDD saying that they have applied for an extension automatically for me. And I was like, what? Uh, okay, I'm just letting it ride and see. They said, check your inbox for, for, for more details. So I've been checking every five minutes for more details <laughs> and uh, nothing yet. But did the, uh, did the give it a couple of Nigeria? Days. No, no, it wasn't from Nigeria. It was, it was, it was exactly. It was literally from EDD because they had some previous messages from them too. So we'll see what happens. But I'm preparing to go mentally on the 27th back to work, where I can do all my editing, which is great. Well, listen up, Sith listeners. You're not going to be getting the podcast the day after we record anymore. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to try. I'm still going to try. <laughs> I'm still going to do my best. Uh, the bad right, thing about that, the bad thing about that is though is like i get the notion of hoping that you won't have to go back to work because trust me i totally get it but right. hoping for an extension would really mean that th- the situation amongst the rest of the world would be a certain way that you really don't hope for mm-hmm. <laughs> yes that's the mm-hmm. that's the uh that's the rub right there 
Right. Um, yeah. Right. 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 I, and it's not like I don't want to go back to work. I actually do. Um, I, I don't want to leave Malik because I've had such a great time with him. Like I sat down with him today and watched. He's not feeling well, but we watched Blippy. Now, all you fathers know who Blippy is. Um, we watched Blippy for a good two and a half hours, but he's just sitting there by himself eating his snacks right next to me, just asking me questions about Blippy. Uh, went to Disneyland. Went to Disneyland yesterday. Mm-hmm. That was phenomenal. Oh, on Monday, that was a lot of fun. Except for just, the heat. just rub it in King Tom's face. Yeah, it's fine. I actually, I, I said every time I go, I send him a message on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sent him a video of Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren was yelling at me. Uh, <laughs> well, well, didn't you say it was like a hundred degrees out, which is probably why he was uh, so angry. He's yeah. always pissed, Kylo Ren. He's always pissed. I could not uh, imagine being in that helmet oh, yeah. in that kind of temperature, man, that all black. I can't imagine it either. It's, it's ridiculous, but uh, they pull it off, man. They do, they do a good job. Uh, and Disneyland is uh, doing pretty good with the uh, enforcing the masks and, and being safe, which is really cool. Everybody's really respectful. If you're indoors, you have to wear a mask. You have no choice. If you don't have a mask walking into a ride, they give you one. Uh, they're, st- they're they're standing right there, so yeah, and it hasn't been too crowded, which is great. Have you been yelled at for uh, uh, what is it? Uh, was it walking and eating or walking and drinking without the mask on? No, that no. The, the, early on was it. Brittany and I went to downtown Disney. We we're walking around and I had a smoothie. I was excited for my smoothie and I'm walking around and I'm walking and sipping on it. And then this guy out of nowhere, you know, an employee is like, sir, please put your mask back on while you're walking. I was like, oh shit, sorry. I was like, I was just excited. Really? For my oh, that, that was the early days where it yeah. was like hardcore. Yeah. I know. I remember. No, they're pretty lax now with, oh, okay. you can walk if, as long as you're outside, they're assuming you got vaccinated. So if you're outside, that's your, you know, and if you're not vaccinated, that's your risk is on you, I guess. Yeah. Oh, all right, let's start this bad boy up, guys. Guys, check out the Sithless.net for all the episodes in the history of the Sithless. And check out our T Public store. We got some shirts up. And also check out our YouTube channel, which drove me fucking crazy last night. God, I mean, it literally drove me recording what if was a pleasure with, with less, but editing. And doing it quickly, which I did, got it down to a science. The show ended around 1240, 1245. I had it done by about 130, which is pretty quick for video editing, especially when you're splicing. Ready to put it up. Copyright ding. What the hell? I haven't been copyright dinged in any Marvel um, shows ever or Lucasfilm. Checked it. Okay, that's weird. I was maybe a half a second over the 10 second mark ran it again copyright ding for something previous that they didn't hit me up before so i did it again i had four copyright dings so that means i have to go back and edit and then wait till it renders and processes and put it back i didn't get to put that thing up till three in the morning last night and i was so happy that i was done with it so early to put up and if you miss the algorithms you know you're screwed and that's what happened to us we're screwed but but we enjoyed uh, recording it, and it was a fun episode. We're going to talk about it tonight. But man, oh man, YouTube, you really stuck it to me last night. <laughs> but yeah, check uh, that episode out. It was fun while we were up there. 
And uh, check out our Pod of Forward page with all our great friends and our podcasts we love. Check that out as well. Guys, box office, a, uh, not much has changed, but $34.7 million for Shang-Chi. That is pretty damn good for a second week during COVID. Not bad at all. Free Guy was number two, $5.6 million. Still pretty good for its run. Uh, is it Malign- Malignant is 5.4? Candyman, 4.8. And Jungle Cruise still making money, $2.3 million. I saw... Free guy. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, over the weekend. And uh, let me tell you, absolutely loved it. Boo, you were 100% right. It was really, really freaking good, man. I oh, recommend God. it to everyone, especially if you're a video game player. If you're a gamer, I'm sure you would like it even more than I did um, because there's all kinds of video game stuff that I guess you do during video games or whatever. But... um they didn't have any pitfall references, so I was a little bummed out. But, <laughs> but Ryan Reynolds, another son of a bitch that's all dreamy and beautiful and funny. And it turns out he can sing really well, too. Yes, mm-hmm. I saw that. I saw that whole thing. Um, and he has a beautiful wife. And um, great. He's, I just he's, he's phenomenal. It was a really, really... And I, I think, Boo, you said it was kind of like a Ready Player One for video mm-hmm. games, kind of. I got that. I got that feel. And the surprise end, not the surprise, the thing that pops out at the end is worth every single one of you on this podcast to go watch. Right. That's all I will say. Yeah. It is phenomenal. And and Lorena walked out to go to the bathroom right when it happened. Oh. And she came back and I said, you just missed. What is she doing? I don't know. I don't know. She absolutely loved it too, though, which was, she, she was very hesitant to going to see Free Guy, but. We took um, our niece, uh, Boo's niece, uh, and uh, she also loved it. So I highly recommend it. Take your kids. There's not, there's not anything bad uh, in it. There's some, there's some jokes that only adults would probably get. Some Ryan Reynolds crew jokes, um, but really fun. And Taika is phenomenal in it. He is. He's the, uh, he's the uh, the uh, evil baddie in this one, and he's great. So. Definitely check it out. Anybody watch anything else this weekend at all? Uh, Les, you watch anything? No. No strongest man sh- competitions going on on TV? <laughs> no, man. Just uh, Nope, just played video games and studied. That's nice. all I do. Hey, welcome to college life in your 40s. I know. Huh? How lame is that? Damn. It's not look lame. It's, look at hey, me. Hey, listen. Are you kidding? It's not It's not lame. When, when I was in college, I would see people that were way, way, they were like 50s and 60s, and I'd go, fuck yeah, dude. Good for you. You're only in your 40s. Are you kidding me? And you're, you're, By the time you're done with this, you're going to be kicking ass, dude. You, trust. It's never too late. Never I hope too so, late. man. I hope so. That was my TED Talk. Uh, anybody watch your pep talk, dude? You know, my I, pep talk, Yeah. Just based on what you said, I, I I haven't watched this in a long time, but you know, back in college, we used to watch the world's strongest man when it was like on ESPN three all night, and we <laughs> like we would stay up. What was his name? Magnus von Magnuson. Or Magnus something? von Magnuson. Oh, yeah, dude, the yeah. Like, he, would, he won every year. Every yeah. year, he yeah. pick up cars with one hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah pull crazy. buses with their teeth. I I could yes. go for a marathon of that show. Oh my goodness! I'm sure it's out there. 
It was on at the most obscure times, too. You could, like, literally have insomnia at any given moment. World's Strongest Man was on at any given time. Oh, man, they're just heaving stones. Yeah, The Americans always sucked. They sucked. (sighs) Yeah. It's always the the Nordics. Yeah, it was. Did you guys ever see injuries on that show? Lucky enough not to. Lucky enough not to. Those are bad news. I know there's some really bad ones, man. Yeah, I saw I saw one this time. Yeah, because when it's on, it's super interesting. You're like, no, he's not gonna be able to chuck 40 of those. And then he's chucking the keg (laughs) over the wall like it's nothing. He's like, Oh my god, he's gonna do it. Holy shit, he did it. I was they they were doing the 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 not the boulder toss, but the one where they put it on top of like the higher pillar, and it's just giant like marble like sphere. Yeah, yeah, that thing. So the guy picks up the heaviest one, and he has to put it up on the on the top one. And you know, it, it, his bicep—no, no, no—he doesn't doesn't hit himself or anything. His bicep pops; it Ugh. ruptures. Ugh. Yeah, so it was crazy because this guy's jacked; he's huge. Gross. So his bicep is massive, and then out of nowhere, just deflates, just disappears, <laughs> yeah, and he looks so- like fucking like Steve Rogers' arm kind of thing. You know, it, it, uh, if you guys have seen Family Guy, where Quagmire figure figures out internet porn, and he walks out, he's got one arm, you know, he's jerking off, arm jacked, and then the arm, other arm is normal. That's the way it looked right. like. And the guy's like looking at his arm, and he's like, eh, "It's okay." I'm like, "What the fuck? You mean it's okay? Your arm just oh. fucking deflated." I was like, "What oh. the fuck?" Scared the shit out of me. I was like, "What?" I didn't Dude. even know that was possible. Crazy. Yeah, man, your your uh, muscles separate like the the ligaments and tendons. It separates from the where it's held down to your bone. I saw it happen to a guy's pec. One positive thing mm. is you can do the stranger for the next like five months. <laughs> nope, we're not accepting that joke. That was terrible, dude. So check this out. Years ago, whenever uh, the guy who was supposed to be the guest. Uh, poser at a bodybuilding competition I was in, he ended up having to cancel because, and it was in all like the muscle magazines at the time. He was doing a photo shoot and doing some squats, and his little knees gave out and he fell straight down to where basically imagine you're kneeling, right? Except his butt was all the way on the floor between his feet, and the you know, he had like 800 pounds up on his shoulders. It was not cool, man. And he Oh, there was pictures of it in in bodybuilding magazines and stuff, and oh. I'm like, nope. <laughs> and that's why I don't work out. <laughs> that's the reason. Hey, and that's you the can reason. work out, but powerlifting is just craziness. It, there, there's there's all these other crazy stuff, but yeah, you could go see Jim. I I actually enjoy watching some of those as long as it's just like the pass out guys or something. But other than that, I can't see someone's legs getting snapped after watching Dak Prescott last year. I'm like, I'm done. Oh, yeah. I'm done. (laughs) Well, so, hey, (laughs) speaking of stuff that isn't gross, I watched Vivo, uh, Lumberjack Nick's suggestion. Oh, yeah. I watched that on Netflix. It's very good. The music is good. The story slant. It's, you know, in typical... kids animated show fashion there's a major tragedy five minutes in and that drives the entire story that's the reason behind the story that like i saw it coming when it was getting ready to happen but stella didn't and when what (laughs) i know i'm sorry but it's it's good man it's definitely worth a watch if you got netflix vivo 
Have you seen Luca? Because that's the, the yes. recent Disney one, right? I, I heard it's pretty great. She lives up on the second floor. Ah, mm. really good. I, really I, I would good. have expected that from Mirage, Eric. Really good. Hey, it's, <laughs> no, it's okay tonight. You wouldn't have gotten the name right, and we wouldn't have hey, known listen, what listen, it's, about. it's all good True. tonight. Uh, because we're going to tribute Norm McDonald a little bit later. So this is right up Norm's uh, type of comedy, usually. Uh, Luca lives on the second floor. Was that Amy Mann that sang that? Who sang that? That wasn't until um, Tuesday, was it? If you hadn't oh. have said it, I could have told you immediately. Yeah. Uncle Tom's uh, Diner. Suzanne or, Vega. Tom Suzanne Dine's, Vega. Yeah. Suzanne Vega. Tom's Diner was uh, Monks in Seinfeld. The real life location oh. where they shot the outside of, of monks was Tom's or is Tom's diner. Oh, wow. The inside looks nothing like it. Huh. Who's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? I, I know what Seinfeld is. I don't know. Fuck monks diners. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all right. You don't need to know. This is a... All right, Kylo. I think it's time. I think we've bullshitted a little bit too much. Let's talk a little Star Wars. Kylo, hit us up. It's time for Eric's Star Wars Report. So, so, speaking of video games, right? And this is something we've heard uh, rumors and rumblings of rumors for for quite some time. Well, in the, uh, the PlayStation announcement, whatever they called the Sony called that thing, uh, the we had a like an announcement trailer with no real information past the fact that it's a thing is they're doing a remake of Knights of the Old Republic and for a really good rundown of like what constitutes a remake versus a remaster and that sort of thing uh, check out Blue Harvest the last episode of it the Haas and Will do a real good job of like it explaining the gist of all that but bottom line they're finally doing it and people are mostly happy except except some people who aren't they're already complaining about how they're going to sjw it up and ruin it yeah fuck them dude I, i mean seriously it's an announcement that it's in early development and instantly it's the bitching starts but uh, you know, one thing that that's been a question is up until now, all of the video games and all everything has been canon, like the storyline part of it. You know, in Battlefront Two, when some kid has, uh, yeah, you know, like Han Solo whooping ass on Darth Vader, that's not canon. But in in the, the story <laughs> mode part of it, that's canon. And is this going to be, are they going to tweak the story? And because they have hired somebody to work on writing it, mm-hmm. which I find interesting. Uh, but what are they going to do? Is this going to be canon? Is it going to be pretty much like the game before? Is it because the gist of it is this. A remaster would be where visually it's different, but the most of the audio is the same. Audio and story are the same. You just reskin it. But a remake is where like everything from the ground up is being redone. Dialogue, y- y- you know, everything. So what are they going to do with it? I mean, King Tom, you got any thoughts on what might happen with this? 
I think I think it's more likely that we'll see a remake with possible new elements to bring it in closer to the current stories they've been trying to tell. This is just speculation, but uh, I want to say about two years ago now, there was an item in some of the you know Hollywood Reporter, those types of publications, that Lucasfilm had hired some writer to work on an adaptation yeah, of um, Knights of the Old Republic. And my guess is either this writer is working on that to kind of story it up, or we are going to see the Knights of the Old Republic stories told in other formats, particularly maybe something on Disney+. Plus. Oh, sweet. So now the Benito, um, Benito. And I, I believe that, that Hawes said this. You know, the, yeah, the EA contract still goes for another year. So we won't see this till 2023. Um, you know, it's likely by then they'll be more comfortable with showing Star Wars stories set in, in different time periods and that people would know um, or, or would get, hey, Knights of the Old Republic, why am I not seeing Han, Luke, and Leia? Well, they know that it's a few thousand years ago. Um, and it's, you know, that that synergy, that oneness they like to have in their storytelling. That's, I would love that. That's my best case scenario speculation. Um, but we got nothing else right now. Right. Yeah, it's it's really tough to say at this point. Yeah. But I'm glad that it's happening. I'm glad they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, especially, I mean, seeing just seeing Revan on that screen was everything, man. That was awesome. Now, Revan's going to be canon, most likely, right? I would say probably. But, I mean, like I said, they haven't said whether or not this is going to be canon, if they're going to stick with that. You know, because with Visions, Star Wars Visions, which is coming out next week, that's not going to be canon. And maybe that's how they're opening the door to, hey, not everything has to be canon now. We're going to walk that back a little bit, that kind of thing. Now, is Visions coming out? Is it going to be episodic uh, each week or is it all coming out together? No, it's all in a, in one shot. And there have been some like early reactions to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like yeah. people who were able to screen it early. They were showing one of the shorts uh, in SoCal. I can't remember what theater specifically somebody mentioned, but after Shang-Chi and there was another movie that they were going to be showing it in the theater. Really? Yeah. I saw somebody tweet about it and unfortunately I was at work, so I didn't hop on a plane and fly out there, <laughs> but um, I was this close I though. I would have picked <laughs> you up in the airport. I think that's good of you, dude. Yeah, dude. But, so while we're talking about video games, okay. I, cause here's the thing. EA does have the exclusive license up through the end of next year. And while we'll hear games announced that unless that, there's some sort of change to that where they'll concede that it happening. We're not going to see any games released, which one thing that I think sucks about that is, well, the fact that we want more star Wars games, but it's like, if they put out a new star Wars game in, let's say the beginning of 2022, if EA does, and that's a big, <laughs> that's not going to happen, but let's just say <laughs> it was, well, they're not going to put out another one before the end of the year 
if they have some major release, you know, that's not what big video game companies do. And so now they've got this exclusive license. It's got nine months. Let's just say in this example to run out before anybody can do anything else as far as releasing anything goes. And uh, man, I, that's not what I want to have happen because, you know, in theory, we still don't really have an official announcement of Fallen Order 2. No. And, and it's like it, time's ticking away, man. We're, what have you done for me? And I don't lately isn't even the word to use in this case with EA. It's like, don't get me wrong, man. Fallen Order rules and they've like uh, updated it for the new generation of consoles and all that. But come on. Yeah. But anyhow, we got a trailer for Star Wars Hunters. This is the the mobile game that is also going to be on the Switch. Oh, okay. So it's, that. yeah, that's the only console that it's going to be on. Now, here's the thing. The trailer looks really cool. Zero gameplay. It's all just, it's a cartoon. Oh, is it, I have it here. I haven't seen it. I, wa- yeah. I wanted to put it on it. Is that cool? Have you guys seen it or it, no? Okay. No. So, so yeah, let's, let's roll with it. Okay. Let's just check it out. It looks very much like resistance. Right. Oh, okay. Going in. He's cool. Your looking. team again, Reed? Don't oh, need them to yeah. take you on, Aaron. You'll have to do better than that. It's all yours, Gross. Oh. Oh, shit. Wookiees. I can handle this, Sentinel. Think again. Oh, the flame the door. Feel the light side shit. Wow. It's now or never. Agreed. L3 George. <laughs> man i'm pretty sure that like the gameplay will be nothing like that the combat yeah. is turn-based right i'm pretty sure basically kind of like kotor was um where it's like click here pew 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 this happens and then they do their thing there's a mobile game that uh came out i can't remember maybe a couple years ago that was like that all turn base is pretty lame. I'm hoping that'll be cool. I mean, this, that cinematic trailer looks neat. The uh, great. the characters look really rad. Uh, I'm glad that they have names and personalities and all that. But will that carry over? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'd love to have a new game. I'm, I'm not going to buy a Switch though. If somebody wants to buy me one, mm-hmm. I'll play with you. <laughs> but right. Um, you guys are gonna get this, any of you? Nah, probably nah. not. Probably not. But it looks super. I mean, from what we saw, the cinematic trailer looked awesome. 
<laughs> now I would like, watch a show of that. <laughs> exactly right. Like mm-hmm. I'm all about watching people playing or like watching the the cut scenes. Uh, but I don't have time to play. Yeah, I did. Dude, I. But here's the thing. I was thinking about this this week is that I specifically didn't have a game console or anything for the longest time because I knew what would happen much like how I refused to do cocaine whenever I was coming up in the world <laughs> because I knew I'd be like, right, right, this right, is right. The <laughs> and, uh, and sure enough, here I am. I got a game yeah. console and I probably spend, I'd say at least 14 to 15 hours a week, bare minimum. But that you know, you're enjoying it and you like it and you're at a stage of your life where you can pull it off. That's true. That's true. And I, you know, it's just weird though, because you know, I could have recorded an album. I could have been like Taylor Swift and recorded two albums, but mine wouldn't have been good. But instead I played a <laughs> boatload of Red Dead Redemption too. But uh anyhow, yeah. Playing a game like that, that's not something I'd be willing to dedicate a ton of time to. Right. And if I, it, it, Go ahead, King Tom. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say a lot of mobile games or co-op player versus player games, um, they tend to change the mechanics once you get used to it. And I can't get behind that. I like getting used to something and being good at it. And because there was a game, um, Galaxy of Heroes, that Mm -hmm. came out. Uh, in about 2015, I think, and it you know you would make it, you would get characters, make a team of characters, oh, yeah, and yeah, go yeah. up against um, other teams. And they changed everything. They added the starfighter thing, and you had to like check in at certain times and play certain number of rounds per day to make your point, mm. to, to make your points. And and unless unless you wanted to put money into it. That's yeah. right. And then That's if right. you put money into it, then you do whatever you want. But it just money it became this thing where I was like just spending so much time doing it and just to maintain a certain level. And mm-hmm. I had it figured out. Then they added all these new parts to the game. And I mean, if if that's your thing and you're into that, good for you. But it's not how I want a game. Um, you know, I want to put time into things when I want to. I want to spend money on something. I don't want to ha- feel like I'm I'm spending money to get better. I want to sp- if if I spend money, I want to do it to enhance my enjoyment. And mm-hmm. you know that I think a report came out a year ago or so that mo- that game has made a billion dollars, which good for them. Um, and I'm sure they're hoping that this does this does something like that because it kind of looks like that. Uh, but yeah, not my bag. Yeah, by the time I try to get into Galaxy Heroes, because um, I'm sitting here looking on my phone just to see if I still had it installed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the thing. And then, like you had, there's one called Force Arena that was very, yeah. very lame. Um, mm-hmm. if, if, the, uh, if the price point of the game is low, I mean, here's the deal too, man. For people who aren't keen on video games, a lot of times they'll, they refer to it as a microtransaction where it's like, you're paying a small amount of money to basically get things to keep from having to grind in the game to get mm-hmm. uh, stuff you need. Right. Well, I get that they need to make money. That's, that's the thing the, these people, these studios have to make money. There's if, if they don't, they don't, but you've got to build that into, I would, it's more palatable to me to spend X number of dollars up front than it is to space it out across time because they're banking on the fact that you'll let it get away from you. 
ah, it's just two bucks here and two bucks there. And the next thing you know, your nine-year-old has spent $180 in a month on something like that because it's just $2. It's just $2. And anyhow, blah, blah, blah. I... I hope that this is something cool. If the price point's low, like low, low, maybe I'll check it out. But otherwise, I feel like this will be a pass for me. Pass that, man. I know there's some comic book stuff going on. And uh, there was a, the High Republic show today. Was that today? They uh, yeah. they yeah. mentioned something. King Tom, you got the skinny on that? Yes, the, uh, the High Republic show, they uh, basically unveiled the covers of some of the novels that were announced during um the like virtual comic-con online they had either in july or august including the the cover for charles soul's uh markian row mini series issue one that looks pretty badass these covers look good um you know we're nearing the end of the first phase of this first section of the higher public and stuff is starting to get a little dark you know uh, the stories are, are really good, and and these covers, it's it's just exciting to see and know that you know we're only a few months away from some of these stories. That's that's the future. As for the present, uh, Star Wars comics in a in a pretty good place. You have the the two High Republic series, High Republic regular from Marvel and High Republic Adventures, each telling a different story. And then IDW is also publishing a mini series, um, the Monster at Temple Peak, at or of, um, which tells. Ty Yorick is a character from the High Republic. She's a former Jedi um, who serves as a monster hunter, um, mm. monster fighter. And so this this story is, you know, it's kind of a dual timeline. She's on a mission, but it's also exploring her background with the Jedi. And uh, the second issue of that came out. It was really cool. The Marvel main series, they are still in the War of the Bounty Hunters where you know what happened to between empire strikes back and return of the jedi you know it, we know that jabba ends up with the uh, han solo frozen and carbonite but that's not exactly how it happened uh and that's <laughs> been a very entertaining series and it's it's involved all of the comics that's you know for the last few months that's the only story they're telling with the current comic series uh oh, and it has cool. one more month left um the final issue comes out next month uh, but they've also had one shots about some of the uh, bounty hunt, you know, um, Forlom and Zuckus have had one. Jabba has had one. Uh, there's a new character. I don't remember her name. Had one. Um, the the one that there's one that came out today. The bounty hunter that Princess Leia pretended to be in Return of the Jedi. How do you guys say her name or That's, its uh, name? Um, I know how. I I know what it is. I just want to say, how do you pronounce it? Um, I always have heard it said uh, Bausch, Bausch, but I don't know. That I'm would gonna, be my okay. guess, just based Bausch, on the Bausch. Bausch, Bausch, Bausch. Bausch. Let's, let's say Bausch. So there was a Bausch comic today. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, and it's a real... So basically, uh, Bausch comes from a, a planet that's very insular. They don't leave the planet unless they're exiled. And... Bausch heads a group of exiles from this planet. And they're, you know, they're, they're a team of bounty hunters and they're like a found family, which is another theme that we've seen throughout star Wars. And they are trying to assassinate a very high value target that uh, goes back to the, the old Marvel comic book series. And 
it's 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 a good story from that point of view where it digs up some Star Wars history, brings some legends to life, but it's also a good story on its own. And you know, we we learn in one of the animated series that Princess Leia cornered or you know, and how Princess Leia ended up with the, the Bausch costume. But you know, Bausch was a real bounty hunter, and and this story is a pretty cool uh, example of why. Now this was that was Galaxy of Adventures, right? The I, yeah, the animated series I think was Galaxy of Adventures. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to remember if, or, if, or if that was in a Forces of Destiny. Oh wait, was it? Sure. Oh, now I'm not. I can't remember. I get the two confused all the time. It was Forces of Destiny because okay. those were more story driven. Like the, the this the that. They're just those were shorts versus like a voiced over thing. Yeah, yeah. I I so get the, I get the titles confused, but yeah. the comic book story is really cool. Highly recommended. Bausch and Forlong make great contact lens solution. <laughs> nice. That's exactly what I would would have expected from you, and I appreciate you doing it. Cheers. We have an email. Uh, thank you, by the way, King Tom. Of course. That was it. Let me jump down. Uh, we have an email from Andy Nixon. Hey guys, I finished the rising storm a while ago and in the middle of out of the shadow, I don't want to spoil anything for either book, but I do, I do want to play the trolley experiment. Star Wars edition for anyone that doesn't know the trolley experiment slash problem. I'm sure one of the Sith listeners can explain it. Do we know what the trolley experiment is? Anyone? You have to make a decision. Uh, about who you're going to say the trolley coming towards you but that decision will affect something down the line if i'm not mistaken so you got to be a, aware right. of your decisions and okay i mean it's it's a dangerous game if i'm not mistaken because it usually puts the lives of people in, in a danger. scenario that you have to choose okay so this is what andy is saying if you were driving the train and a jedi was on a rail how many people would you have to be on the other rail for you to choose to run over the Jedi. In the Star Wars universe, it's not a stretch to say a Jedi is more valuable to the galaxy than one individual. Except for Kiyadi Mundi. Except for Kiyadi. I'd run over a thousand people and then also run over the Jedi for good measure. <laughs> Hope you're all doing well. Darth Bane's receptionist, and that was Andy Nixon. Um, so, <laughs> how many people would have to be for you to save the Jedi? Or, or actually, how many people would it be for you to choose to run over the Jedi? Two. Two. Okay. How is the Jedi not using the damn force to get off the <laughs> damn track in the first place? Oh, well, here's the he thing. Should get the trolley here's, turned toward him in general here's just the, for that. Here's the answer. Okay. If you have um, civilians... And this Jedi, right? If that if that's where you, what it comes down to, yes, you choose the Jedi to run over because they're in the line of duty. They signed on for that. Those other people are innocents that mm. are just living their life. The person that you run over is the one who swore to give their life to protect to, these to people. Sacrifice that's, themselves. That's yeah. how you make that uh, decision. There Good it is. call, Eric. And then also you do it because you're like, hell yeah, dark side. It's one yeah. for the team. That's right. That's what I was thinking. I'm sure that a Je- you know, if you were to ask the Jedi, they would say one. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like mm-hmm. like Eric said. That's part of the whole Jedi thing. Yeah, that's the code. 
And they'd look right at the train and say, if you run me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. (laughs) And then you see them later and their force ghost is working at the DMV. And you're like, guess that didn't work out for you, did it? Wow, that and then they make you th- wait three hours for something that takes only 45 seconds to print out. That's where so. their power comes <laughs> That's in. That's where their power comes in. I'm sorry, you're in the wrong line, sir. I've been in this line for 45 minutes. Yeah, you should have been in that one. Take this number, fill that out, and have a seat. <sighs> that guy with the peanut-shaped head, you need to go over there. <laughs> that was one of my favorite Primus songs. How do you spell hell? I spell it DMV. <laughs> and then they have a whole song about it. Well, thank you for that Star Wars uh, breakdown, guys. There was some news, so uh, fantastic. Appreciate it. Um, over the, uh, well, yesterday, I believe, um, we uh, lost another great one. It seems like these moments of sounds are becoming more frequent, unfortunately. But we lost Norm MacDonald, who, as a, as a kid watching Saturday Night Live in that era, was one of my favorite eras of SNL. He used to do the weekly update, and he used to do Burt Reynolds, if I'm not mistaken, on Jeopardy, Celebrity Jeopardy. He was just a phenomenal stand-up comedian. If you've ever seen him on Late Night with Conan O'Brien or David Letterman or anyone, he always would kill it. He's a, he's a phenomenal guest host. Um, yeah, so he passed away of cancer, unfortunately. And um, I know, uh, Eric, you and King Tom and Les, and even and Boo, you're, uh, I'm sure you've enjoyed a lot of stuff from Norm MacDonald. Oh, yeah, especially um, but, Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, it's the best. I watched about six or seven of them yesterday and just laughing my ass off. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he was he was the kind of comedian that didn't give a shit about what he was doing up there. Um, even in interviews, if, if he was, he would never go on script. Uh, I was watching Seth Meyers talk about uh, how they were doing the 40th anniversary for SNL, and it was Seth, Meyer, Seth Meyers, um, Colin Quinn, and Norm MacDonald on stage about to uh, introduce uh, Chevy Chase for the first time in like God knows how long that it's right. been since. And they had strict things where they were still talking, uh, uh, had to say little quips, like really, really quick things in order to get Chevy on. And McDonald started talking for about three minutes long. <laughs> and the cue card guy, the cue card guy started looking at his cue card because he didn't know what the hell was going on. And McDonald was just on a rant. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah, which was it was typical of Norm Macdonald. Uh, uh, what Seth Meyers was saying, but I have a, well, I hang have on. a one, one thing yeah, I want to say. One thing that was like he was huge for is like no mercy on OJ Simpson. Oh, no mercy! Oh, and I watched like, all of those yesterday to the point that like even NBC was like, "Hey, uh, why don't you lay off?" And he's like, "Right, nah, nah. no," and. It, yeah, dude, that was like his. He had his convictions, man. <laughs> he sure did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was phenomenal. So this piece is going to be a little long. It's about four minutes long, but I think he deserves the four minutes, obviously. And if you don't want to hear, you can just skip four minutes. Uh, but it's my type of humor, so if you just, just stick around, it's 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 worth watching. Young. Uh, By the way, it's worth listening to. Bella, uh... By, went by the name of uh, Jacques de Gautier. <laughs> and he was from uh, Tamiskaming, Quebec. And Jacques de Gautier, he was a fella that really thought. And he was smart, you know. He was our hope, I guess. 
And he, uh, he was, uh, while I was scrambling to get out of high school, Jacques Zagatino had already... I think he just changed his last name. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a man grows. He, he, uh... <laughs> This is the point. Yeah. Jacques de Gatineau, he went to McGill University and he got three degrees, by golly. And he went uh, to the, over across the pond to the fellows with Cambridge and he even stood up to them. Mm -hmm. And we thought, boy, he's going to be the next. We had uh, Jean Marchand, Gérald Tertier, uh, Pierre Trudeau, the three wise men of Quebec. By God, Jacques de Gatineau was going to be the next. Give me the next gun. Yeah. But he vanished. And uh, I met him, uh, I started to do stand-up and, and travel from here to there and, and to here again. <laughs> and uh, one, uh, one time I was in uh, Niagara Falls, and uh, by uh, gosh, I went over to the uh, uh, Sea World there. You know how they have the Sea World? You know, with the different fish. You know. I didn't know that, but okay. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Beluga. The Sea World. I've been sure. there many a time. Okay, so I was checking out the beluga whales and stuff, and I look over, and who do you think I see? I hope it's that guy. No, it was. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was just an attendant, but. Uh, <laughs> but he showed me to the place I wanted to see, which is where they feed the the little baby dolphins, because I love dolphins, you know. And uh, who do I see there? But Jacques de Gatineau. <laughs> And here he is, he's feeding the baby dolphins. And I go up to him and I go, Jacques Gatineau, I, I feel shame for you. You were our hope. You were to go to Canada, uh, uh, Canada's nation's capital of uh, Ottawa. <laughs> and you, you were to be a great man, Jacques Gatineau. And we were all, you know, we pinned our, all of, all of Temistikaming Quebec, pinned our hopes on you. Now, that's a, that's a hell of a burden for a man to have a town's hope pinned on them, isn't it, Conan? It is a lot, big burden. So he was feeding these baby uh, dolphins, you know, and I said, I'm ashamed of you, Jacques de Gatineau. You could have done so many great things. And he said, well, he said, I think I'm serving a youthful porpoise. Now, I believe that... Uh, <laughs> was gonna happen. I knew that was you gonna happen. You don't encourage that! Oh. It's like, that was a 40-minute story! It's like somebody... Youthful poipus? Youthful purpose. Yes! Not poipus. I don't know! Good God! I know, that was, that was way out of line. No, that was way out of line. Who are like you to criticize saying, Oscar Pistorius? It's like somebody saying, I gotta show you something. They take on a four-mile hike to show you a dog turd. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Oh. Youthful porpoise. Ah, oh, so I really appreciated that. Um, but um, rest in peace, Mr. McDonald. Um, and uh, that's another moment of sound. Hopefully, we don't have to do any more of these moment of sounds for a long time. Uh, we've done two back-to-back -back now. Um, uh, let's jump into some poop-its. Boo? Oh, yeah. oh, Congratulations, yeah, yeah. Boo. You get to follow that. There was no fake way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, if you, and if you haven't heard his moth story on Conan O'Brien... 
please do so. It's it's legendary. It's so legendary that people have taken the Mott story and made animated versions of it. So it's uh yeah that that one's phenomenal too. Go ahead, Boo. I'm sorry, buddy. No, no, no. You're good. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough to follow that. So I'll, I'll just start off with you know something that I think is horrible. Um, has everybody seen Twins? The Arnold Schwarzenegger, the you know, Danny yes, DeVito yeah, movie. Yes, they're absolutely. making a sequel called Triplets. What? Yeah, oh my God, and Tracy Morgan spit up his drink. Yeah, Tracy Morgan is is going to be the long lost third sibling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love myself some Tracy Morgan because he's he's awesome. Oh no! But this is for real. For for this, real. This is going to be just Tracy Morgan. Monologuing and then DeVito just wisecracking at him and Arnold just looking at them both like, oh boy, <laughs> man, I'm a. Uh, I, I, it sounds horrific, but I'm actually pretty pretty interested. I think I could I could do this. Yeah, I think I could go oh, see triplets. I, I'd watch it. Yeah, uh, that's another guy, Tracy Morgan. That you just unpredictable man. He does not stay on script. He's just a ton of fun. Yeah. Okay. Triplets. All right. But this is something like it's so far away from the original that like do people even remember twins? Like it was so big, but yeah. So to some better news, you know, I just had to, you know, really kick it down the ditch on that one. Uh, the Batman spinoff about the penguin, Colin, what's Farrell? his name? Farrell, thank you. Colin Farrell's character is gonna have he's gonna is in development for HBO Max, which is actually I pretty cool. Especially yeah. with the news that he's only in about five minutes of the movie. Which, oh shit! Yeah, which I think that might be towards the end. You know, he might be kind of the bad guy reveal at the end, or you know, not the not after credit scene kind of thing where you're like, oh, this is the next thing. I think that's what it might be, especially if it's only like five minutes. Who knows? I might be wrong. Oh, but I yeah, didn't know so he was only in five minutes. That's 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 shitty. the rumor. That's the rumor. He, he I, I think he said he said that he's only in about five five minutes of the movie. So we'll see. Hopefully he's dicking around not being honest but mm -hmm. who knows because yeah because there's, there's already a plenty of a uh, bunch of bad guys in the in the in the batman so right i don't know right. there, there, there'll, be, there'll be i hope there'll be enough um some other hbo max news uh so warner brothers reportedly told uh dennis villanueva the director of dune that a sequel will happen if it's a hit on hbo max Diminished box office results alone won't prohibit a follow-up being made. So, I, you know, it, it makes sense. It makes sense of, you know, yeah, you're not going to get a sequel if the movie bombs. I get that. But, you know, for it to be a hit on HBO Max as well, I don't know. It just seems kind of I, – I, I don't know why. Because if it was a bomb in box office, it doesn't get a sequel. It makes sense. I get that. But if it's a – bomb and hbo max as well or one doesn't do better than the other or something like that or they're not equal equally good enough i guess i don't know that that just seems kind of dirty to me hmm, that's interesting. How, how, do, how do you even gauge that a, a viewership how many times people have seen it yeah but are you gonna do it like over a period of like a month or are you gonna let it build like if it's at home I'm sure they want obviously people to watch it that for the moment it drops. Yeah. But a lot of times they pick up steam, you know, a lot of movies get cult followings and all that stuff as time goes by. So they're just going to say, okay, 45 days. And if not a lot of streams, then you're screwed. 
Like that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, kinda... that, that that might be it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's my thing about it is is that I, I have a lot of questions and I'm wondering like the hell does all that mean? Yeah. So yeah. if if anybody had any I didn't have any idea how powerful these streaming services are going to become or if right. they already are there's your answer it's going to start making decisions business decisions for these for these studios and these companies it's pretty well, nuts. do you do you have the christopher nolan news uh, on your boobits oh yeah oh yeah i got okay. that that'll, okay. that'll be my that's, that's a complete stark opposite exactly this is yeah yeah, yeah that, that'll be my crescendo yeah because that's that's pretty big um some other interesting stuff uh, Mark Miller says a live-action MCU project involving zombies is in the works. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah, that so, is pretty. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I don't know how I feel about that though. I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to see zombie superheroes in live-action. <laughs> I've seen. You know, it's. I, I guess it's the the Marvel effect where you know everything's golden and they win. Everybody's yeah, happy, right. and, you know that kind of thing, and I don't know. Yeah. It, it it would it would have to be pretty damn good, which I'm sure it would be for me to want to see, you know, a pretty fucked up thing, you know, like zombie characters, you know, Captain America eating a mofo, you know, that kind of thing. I'm not, and it's a it's a Disney property. Mm-hmm. How gory is it going to be? Because it's zombies, people get eaten. That's the that's the crux of the entire you know concept. So. <laughs> well, what they've shown know. from What If is that they're even though it's animated, they don't they're not caring that it's a Disney owned property. <laughs> it seems like I, I mean they can pretty they can pull it off. Like all it takes is for them to swarm Silver mm-hmm. Surfer, and then all of a sudden you just see a, go, a light go off, and they just all rip him. Like you know, it's like oh, we know he got ripped apart. So yeah, kind of don't need to see entrails per se, but it would help. I, oh, I, I, you know, I what? they just don't have all the. Yeah, Boo needs to see those. They, they don't have all the elements though to be able to do a true zombies. You know what I mean? Like, Magneto was the last line of defense. Like, Silver Surfer comes in and they go, "Oh, they, you know, Thor is there, and he's he's the one who basically knocks all the badasses down for them to tear apart." Like, it's <laughs> they still need to set some stuff up, but. Well, they, they mean, don't. They can just they can it. just say less. They can just say this is a part of the multiverse and it's it's a brand. Ultimately, it, it, they could do. You're right, and they could do the zombies too, where they just go dimension hopping, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they're standing, they're squaring off against like the new warriors or something, and it's like, oh, we're gonna eat you guys too. We just ate Galactus, and Thanos got his face blown off. Yeah, we're all good. Let's go. <laughs> just, I think it depends. I need more information. Right, right. It's it's not something that I'm inclined to like to begin with. And la- last week's episode of What If wasn't entirely for me. I thought, you know, it was it was a good story, but it's not something I'd go out of my way to watch. Yeah. Do I want that yeah. in, in the MCU? Not done that way. Not done that way. But gotcha. I'm I'm willing to get gi- I'm willing to give it a chance. So yeah, and now to to the pretty big news, uh Christopher Nolan is making his next film with Universal Pictures. Um, he's been he's been in the the stable for Warner Brothers for the last twenty years. He's been probably their biggest name as far as directing and and movie making um, for the last you know two decades. Uh, so he's going to Universal, which is interesting. I'll get into more of the details. Uh, it's going to be a World War II film focusing on the development of the atom bomb. 
pretty cool concept. You know, this is something that a lot of people don't know about, you know, uh, the Manhattan Project and, you know, Dr. Oppenheimer and all the other uh, professors and, you know, really fucking smart people that were around, you know, during World War II to create that, which be really fucking cool. And I think uh, Nolan be do a pretty good job. Uh, what is it? Production is going to begin in early 2022. Uh, some of the aspects of it are going to be um, pretty damn, pretty damn uh, strict as far as uh, Nolan is concerned. He's he's come up with some some uh, some demands is the way to put some it. Gu- guidelines. Yes, exactly. Guidelines. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is not just kind of like a writer. This is in contract kind of thing. Uh, he's going to have total creative control, a hundred million dollar budget. $100 million marketing budget, at least 100 days in theaters, 20% of the first dollar gross, and studios can't release another film three weeks before or after. Oh, wow. That's the clincher right there. <laughs> yeah. So he's so I I I assume that he his movie's gonna have the week that I guess that that counts, you know, his his release week. So I'm 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 guessing it's seven weeks. So you have the three before and the three after. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Right around there. So he's he's looking at almost two months where Universal is like, yeah, this is all we this is all we're gonna put out. And depending where they put it out, that's I, I I'm sure it won't be a summer movie because they're not gonna shoot themselves in the foot like that, even for Nolan. So I I think it'll be a holiday movie, yeah. maybe right around February, where kind of the movie theaters, you know, whatever's in theaters, kind of sucks. So I, I think it'll be right around Christmas or, or you know, the New Year and stuff like that. But yeah, so 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 Nolan is, if if anyone deserves to flex on on a studio, I think it's him. So yeah, yeah. So so that's that. I found that really interesting. I don't think it's Universal, bro. It's it's Apple. It's Apple Studios. Have has he? Have they changed it? Because that, that's the last thing I saw was Universal. When did that happen? I, I, I'm, a Hollywood reporter is claiming that. Um, uh, let's see here. It says to the surprise of several several in, insiders, one company executive executive class invited to make the trek was that of Apple Studios, a tech giant that is making an affordable push into movies and series. The company has spared spared no expense getting Martin Scorsese, Will Smith, Scarlett Johansson, blah blah, among others. This was their chance to make inroads with one of the biggest proponents of the theatrical experience, and they took it. The project Man. is meant to be a smaller scale feature for, for Christopher Nolan. So maybe that's why they are willing to do the seven weeks, because I can't see Universal not putting out something after the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cornering so, themselves, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's Apple Studios. Huh. Well, yeah, though, that, that, that very well might be an update. Yeah. Cause yeah. some of this stuff has been brewing. The first thing that I saw was on September 9th. So oh, it's okay. been almost a week since that. So yeah, so definitely. And that was it as a rumored project that was being shopped around. The last gotcha. thing that I had was uh, the one that I, uh, that I just read. And that was, I think three days ago. So I wouldn't be surprised if that even changed. So right. this, some more of the, some more of the details, uh, Celian Murphy is going to be involved. Just about that's about the last thing I have. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a very fluid thing going on, especially with you know the development going to start in early 2022. So that means that anybody could pick it up, and that would be really big for Apple, Apple TV or Apple yeah. Movies, whatever studios, uh, for them to pick it up. 
Yeah, the, the headline on Hollywood Reporters inside the studios and Apple's frenzy to get Christopher Nolan's next film. So maybe it was a bidding war. I don't know. Yeah, it, it would seem like it, especially especially for the first time in 20 years that Nolan has stepped out of uh, the uh, you know the Warner Brothers uh, lot right, there. Right, right, right. That, yeah, that, that would be huge. Crazy. That's, that's a lot of power for one guy. Damn. That's, that's a good agent. I can tell you that. Shit. Yeah, and he's he's going to get it all. They're going to say, yep, you're, yeah, yeah, you got it. You want extra money? Here you go. Yeah. And Keith Tom's going to go see it because he loved Tenet. Fuck <laughs> 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 yeah so that's uh, that's all my all my boo bits oh those were uh those were good bits there man thank you thank you sir uh, we have an, a voicemail from rick rick villanueva our our wonderful listener and friend eric hey sith listers and sith listeners it's your boy Rick in Chicago, and I just wanted to call in real quickly and say um, happy birthday to King Tom Chansky. I can't believe Thank your you. boss made you come into work today on the Sippers. <laughs> that guy sucks. Just kidding. Yep. <laughs> um, but hey, since it is your birthday, King Tom, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Really just one. Since it is your birthday, you get to pick. And other guys, too. I guess you guys can pick, too, if you want. Oh, Take thanks, any one Marvel property that you've seen in the comic books, any story, arc, whatever, that gets adapted onto the screen, be it animated or in a movie, which one do you pick? Take your time. You don't have a lot of time. Anyway, um, <laughs> I hope you have a great day. Can't wait to um, listen to this episode and every episode that you guys do. Love y'all. We'll talk soon. Peace. Thanks, Rick. Rick's the best, man. Yes, thank you, Rick. A lot of the things that I would answer with rely on some type of history. Like they're not they're not stories that you can just jump into without knowing the characters. Um for example, uh in the one fifties of the Uncanny X-Men, there's an issue called I think it's called Kitty's Fairy Tale, where um they're trying to get Colossus's younger sister to sleep, and Kitty tells her a fairy tale version, or this fairy tale featuring versions of the X Men characters. And it's it's a great story with a lot of heart, but you have to know who the characters are. It can't just be the first movie star in the X Men. So I think a lot of the stories that I like and would really like to see. Um, Raj, care to share that with the rest of us? <laughs> I'm sorry. No. no that's, uh, that's for the Patreon listeners. I was just commenting on, on Kitty's fairy tale. Yeah. Um, so, but the, the one thing that really stands out, um, and I might have mentioned this uh, on this podcast in the past, um, there, was a, there were two series of The Silver Surfer that ran from, I think, 2014 to 2016, um, done by, written by Dan Slott. He's written a lot of Spider-Man and then drawn by Michael Allred, who he has a very stylistic um, art style. Uh, but it's a story of how the... the um, Thank you, Les. I, I, and I'm, I'm like the worst here. You know, people are writing things in, in the private chat. They're popping up, and like I have a, re- I can't, I have no chill. Okay, let, let me break it down now. I, I, okay. I, he, he said, 
He said Kitty's Fairytale, and I put in the private chat in our group chat, I put, sounds like a porn I watched when I was in high school. And then Les says, that was the ultimate response, a teacher response by King Tom. And then El Ombre, said- wait to do this song at church called Grace on Top of Grace. <laughs> I will always say how much I love that movie. <laughs> grace on Top of Grace. Uh, sorry. I'm sorry, King Tom. I'm sorry. And I'm Rick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, please. It's a great question. Um, the Silver Surfer series, it was about the surfer falling in love with this girl. Or he ended up with this girl from Earth kind of tagging along with him and they fell in love. And it's it's a really neat story. But again, it couldn't be the first Silver, Sur- Silver Surfer story we see in the movies. Got but it. That's my answer. Oh, I'd be Frogman for me. I'm waiting for the or, live action. I'd also take Grace on Top of Grace. Oh, Grace uh, on Top of Grace was a fantastic, fantastic feature. Right after Electric Blue on Skinamax. <laughs> Electric Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Me saying uh, that brought Eric right back <laughs> to watching Electric Blue. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Something I think would be cool. And again, though, like King Tom hit some points where it, it, you would have, there'd have to be so much explained about who these characters are and what was going on. But the original, the Secret Wars run, the 12 issue mm-hmm. uh, limited series from the early 80s, dude, that, that thing ruled, ruled so hard. And uh, yeah, I gave all those to Les, man. Mm-hmm. that was a good thank comic you so room. much and that's what the rumor is that this is all leading to allegedly to that right all this next phase of marvel well yes with the multiverse that's what you could pretty much in theory pull off is that right. they're all gonna end up at some place like battle world and have to figure out what the hell's going on and split right. up and all kinds of craziness and gotcha yeah, it'll be fun. We had a trailer. I, I have one. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Well, then I have one, but it's going to be from well, thanks, DC. Thanks sorry, for Rick. Until I segue so, to another. Okay. <laughs> sorry, Rick. Love you, man. But uh, I had just finished on uh, Audible listening to uh, The Sandman. Mm. And by Metallica, Interstate Man. I love it. No. And for those of you that are DC Comics fans or comics fans in general, The Sandman is one of those like classic, classic comics like it's up there it's got to be in the top 10 for a lot of people uh i feel that they could pull this off either as an hbo max series or movie i think they just need to go ahead and pull the trigger and get this this character going the sandman yes okay i'm not sure if it's a what if i can't i can't remember but it's it most likely is a what if now now that i'm thinking about it where uh the world the the events of world war hulk the Hulk isn't defeated. They try to kill him. It essentially just destroys the entire planet. It gets uh-huh. super sad at the end where the Hulk is just walking by himself through the world. Everyone's gone on the planet. The planet is desolate. It's just a, a brown potato just floating around kind of thing. Just And what is it? Uh, at the end, uh, the Silver Surfer comes up to him, asks him, the fuck happened? You know, and he's like, he's like, just... He's like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. I don't want to deal with it. Grabs the Silver Surfer by the throat, which is a little weird. It's a little weird because the Silver Surfer could eliminate him if he wanted to. 
but he he could kill him at that moment and then after that he becomes the herald of galactus which is fucking awesome and then it just ends right there i'm just like oh i want more so yeah so that would be my one to see yeah because it would just be it it, it, and in the middle right after that it's really fucking good too so yeah that would that's what i would love to see in live action or anime would be awesome too is that the one where he like breaks colossus's arms in half I, I think, think he does that in so World War Hulk, just on it, just in the in the actually, yeah, that's in World War Hulk when he just drops on the X Men and like mm-hmm. whoops some ass. You don't, oh, turns, you don't like that, yeah. King Tom doesn't like that. Yeah, I think, he turns uh, Juggernaut around. He's like, yeah, just go over there. I don't yeah, want to fuck with you right now. What Boo's talking about is basically just somebody just says we're just gonna nuke him, and they yeah. just nuke, they just nuke the Hulk, and the Hulk like just comes out of the ashes, and the whole planet's just radioactive, and mm-hmm. he just. Yeah. It'd, yeah, be cool that's, that be that. It'd be cool. That's a good pick. It'd be cool to see the that animated. What was that one animated film that we saw last? I think you showed me it was Hulk versus Wolverine. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's Hulk versus that's a Hulk versus Thor and then Hulk versus Wolverine. Versus Wolverine. Yeah, that was cool. Good stuff. That would actually be a really cool way to introduce Wolverine is mm-hmm. to have that first mission that he ever did by having the Hulk and Wendigo in Canada just tearing across canada and then they're like oh yeah. <laughs> this is what this is weapon x and then he just pops out and you're just like oh here we go that actually be a really awesome way to do it oh, okay hell yeah yeah that would be cool well there's a there was a trailer for hawkeye i didn't get i didn't see it because i want to watch it with you guys i'm sure all of you guys saw it uh, but um fuck it let's watch it christmas we've had together in years i love you guys I'm making up for some lost time. Authorities are wondering if the masked vigilante who terrorized the city's underworld is back. The past is caught up with me. Should we be worried? No, no, it's nothing. I'll be home for Christmas. I promise. Okay, so Hawkeye is acting like Hawkeye. Hawkeye wore this suit. I made a whole lot of enemies. You're a Hawkeye. Who the hell are you? Some people have actually called me the world's greatest archer. Are you one of those people? It's the most wonderful. Hey, babe, I should be back in a day or two. Hang on a second. With the kids jingle bell, and everyone have gotten more complicated. Ah. I like this. This is different. This is too dangerous. Definitely not this one. You'll have to say definitely like that. Christmas. Wow. So they're like, wow, this is going to be like a fun Christmas series. I was not expecting this at all. Wow. Huh. I don't even know what to think about it. Only thing that I can say is good for Marvel for doing whatever the hell they want to do. Whatever they want. Like, 
they're like doing whatever the hell they want to do. And it's worked to this point. So yeah, I trust them. Yeah. I had the, my reaction was the same as yours. Like I didn't know what to expect, but, and I'm not a huge Hawkeye fan, um, but I loved it. And you know, people, I I've seen people say that it's very similar to um, the Hawkeye run that introduced Kate Bishop, which a lot of people loved. So I'm looking forward to that, and it kind of makes sense now why the next live-action Marvel series isn't until November, if they're going to tie it right. in with Christmas. Right. That makes total sense. And that's cool. And, we have, like, a Christmas show to watch. And and I have to mention, I worked in 30 Rockefeller Plaza for a year. I was an intern mm-hmm. at the NBC station there, um, so, and I my window was on the seventh floor, and I, I fell and uh, fractured my radius on the sidewalk right outside the tree, right next to the tree. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I slipped off, didn't realize it. I had a meeting with the news director to decide what I was doing my next like semester, if I, which report I was going to be with. I sit, sit through the interview and I'm like starting to feel uncomfortable. And at the end I shake his hand and it was the most pain I'd ever been in my life. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. There's I told a tree everyone joke I, in there somewhere about come no, talking so tall and falling in Timber in the concrete jungle of New York. I was walking around. <laughs> Tom Army Falls, Square. does anybody hear it? Uh, <laughs> I, I told everyone I took a bullet for the reporter. Uh, Not that I fell off the sidewalk. <laughs> wow. It's gonna be uh, going back to this, it's gonna be really cool to have a show set in New York City during mm-hmm. Christmas time. That's gonna be cool. Yeah. Yeah, right on, man. Cool, man. I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, Hawk, uh, not Hawkeye, obviously. We just watched that. What if episode six? We'll end it with this, and then we have a voicemail. Um, so this was a crazy episode for me because I wasn't expecting this at all. I, w- I was expecting Killmonger to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way they show the, the, the scenes in the trailer – the what ifs scenario of like, what if he was actually a good person at the end of the day? Um, This threw me for a loop big time, but I, I liked it. I liked the animation again. It's phenomenal. And I liked T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman being in it and seeing black Panther kick ass for the little amount of time that we did. Uh I I thought it was pretty smart of a, of an episode. Like, like I think Les is going to talk about it later, but he said it's like the the best revenge story ever, and uh, I think he's right about that. I it was well thought out, and I thought they did a really good job with it. It wasn't one of my favorites this season, but um, I definitely enjoyed it. So, what's your guys' take? Oh, I'll go first then. Uh, what what? So for the MCU, the live action uh, My- Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger, he was more of a violent person like just brutal ruthless and the thing about killmonger in the comics is that he's actually a very smart person he's just as smart as uh t'challa and he's up there with all those guys so you know with his little and and they paid a little bit more attention to those details and right. those parts of him where he can also use and strategize you know what I mean? To to get to to get what he wants. So yeah, it was a nice touch when they did the MIT because that's in the in his uh, lore. I think he was he went to MIT. So uh, mm-hmm. 
for him to, you know, have that, you know, thesis and bring all this up and for him to manipulate things and just to, I mean, they could have, I kind of feel that, that because uh, Shuri and Pepper were like trying to be, you know, Hey guys, there's something wrong with this. There's something totally wrong with this. It, it just kind of like for them to just be like, oh, we're going to blow right past that. But I like how they set up at the end that those two are the one spoilers, everybody that are going to find a way to stop Killmonger. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just. Yeah. And he took everyone out and then he ends up getting the United States into a full scale war with Wakanda. Like, not a good idea. Uh not a good idea at all. It's a straight Chief Palpatine move, man. It's our uh, episode, man. Yeah, you brought up Palpatine, and I just started saying, what if Littlefinger's uh, plans actually worked out in Game of Thrones? Mm. Because he right. started that whole show. Yep. Like, that whole deal in all those seasons we watched was all him. And if only he, you know what I mean? So it was just, uh, wow. It, it did throw, it threw me off, too. It was a really cool reference to anime because Michael B. Jordan's a huge anime guy, mm-hmm. and uh, that was really cool. There's little, little cool little things that they do that uh, uh, people appreciate. Yes, uh, Eric, what'd you think of this? I haven't seen it, man. Oh, Shiza, <laughs> it, I mean, it's okay. I didn't see last week's either. It just it falls at such an unfortunate time for me right, right. now. Okay. Uh, and so it's we had talked about this before. It's kind of like in college, man. You missed that you missed your first class and you're like it wasn't so bad <laughs> right and so now it's like i'll eventually see it but i don't it doesn't bother me to hear you guys talking about it or anything okay good like it's just not it's not a big priority for me okay gotcha boo what'd you think yeah it, it wasn't my favorite episode so far i liked it i think i i think a few too many things kind of fell into place perfectly for it i i understand it's a 30 minute show I I would love to see it drawn out a bit, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, no, it's a thirty minute show, so you know you put all that aside. Um, it was interesting uh, just to see it. It reminded me of a, kind of like a more hands on uh, Zemo, where you know he's uh. he's not behind the scenes; he is on the front. You know, he's doing he's doing the things that are happening in order to get what he wants done. And I was like, this is you know, this is like an upfront Zemo. And I, I like that because I, I thought Zemo as a character, I was like, this guy's awesome because he's just doing what he wants, what he has to do, what he feels that, that needs to be done, and he gets it done. And I felt the same way with, um, with you know, Killmonger. Uh, I thought the action was pretty cool. Um, it's interesting to see uh, Tony Stark being the douchebag again, mm-hmm. you know, from, from mm-hmm. the first one and stuff like that yeah. where his life hasn't changed. You know, right. he's still the, you know, he didn't have a, a, you know, oh my God, I almost died. You know, mm-hmm. there's none of that. So that, that was interesting to see and how that would have affected him later on, you know, cause he, it probably would have eventually gotten him killed. So, and it did, um, spoiler. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was very cool. It was one of those where I'm not a hundred percent keen on seeing more of it. If they did, that'd be cool. Uh, I, 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 I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn it down or anything like that, but if they didn't make it, you know, another episode, a follow-up episode, I'd be okay. I'd be okay with it. Um, right. But yeah, no, yeah, I, I thought it was a good episode. Um, 
the animation threw me off a little bit. I, really? I don't know if it was slightly different or something like that, or there's it was more, different. It more was close different. ups. Yeah, the, the 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 close ups, the face, uh, the faces the and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah yeah the, the lips and the talking threw me off a little bit. But uh, besides that, yeah, no, I, I I I dug it as an episode, definitely. Cool. And King Tom, lastly, how yeah, did you I liked it. Like Boo, I felt the the plotting to be, or you know, Killmonger's plan to be a little bit too. Con- every single little thing worked out, right? E- even at at the end scene when he had that clicker, and yeah, you know, everyone survived who he wanted to survive. Uh, and like Raj, I also thought the idea was, what if he's not a villain? Mm-hmm. Um, but he has, you know, his character in this one has the same exact motivation as he did in the movie. It's just, he's doing it a a different way. Um, I, I am one. I thought I, like I said, I thought it was done well. It wasn't one of my favorites, but at the same time, it wasn't my least favorite. I do wonder, you know, at the end, if this is the one, because there's that, there's that new trailer um, that a lot of people think is hinting at there being some sort of revisiting, um, of everything this season, and I think that this might play into that. How many episodes do we have left? Is it a is it an eight, ten? Is it a twelve? I, I that's a good no question. Idea. I do not. I do not remember. Yeah. No, okay. I but I think we're. I want to say we're like we're halfway or something. Okay. At least, gotcha. yeah. Yeah, they're doing a good job, man. Even the ones that are, you know aren't my favorites are still really well done. Yeah, is the thing. You know, well, we're going to end this thing with a voicemail, a heartwarming voicemail. Evidently, I haven't listened to it yet from Neil from Chicago. Go ahead, Eric. Let's listen to Neil. What's up, Sith Listeners? It's uh, Neil giving you a call from Chicago. Um, so nothing too serious this week. I just wanted to relay a nice heartwarming story um, that happened to me personally. So um, I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but. I'm getting married this March. I'm engaged. Uh, My fiance has a 17-year-old daughter whose father really isn't in the picture. Kind of rejected her her entire life, which is really heartbreaking. But I've more or less become her stepdad, which is really awesome for me because I don't have any kids of my own. So it's a really good fit. And everything kind of works out. So we saw Shang-Chi last weekend. And... You know, when we were driving home, she asked, you know, like, basically, was sitting there looking at me and kind of thinking, and I asked her what was up, and she said, oh, I'm just thinking. And then she said she wanted to see it again this this most previous weekend. So, sorry, the first time was two weekends ago. This most recent time was this last weekend. And I knew something was up when she asked to see that movie a second time. Like, I'm more than happy to go see Shang-Chi a second time. That movie's great. Uh, when she has to go see the second time, um, my fiance had to work. So I was just me and my stepdaughter after the movie, you know, she kind of looked at me and was like, the reason I wanted to see the second time was I really, the part about where Shang-Chi is balancing the dark from his father and the light from his mother to achieve something greater really hit home with me. I want to make sure that I was right about that. She said, I'm sorry. I've been angry about my dad with you and with my mom and it's caused me to have attitude problems but i'm going to try and balance the light with the dark better in the future and 
when she said that to me, I literally wanted to cry. It was one of the most heartwarming things that she said to me thus yet. Again, I thought that was really cool um, that she got a lot out of it. Normally, these kind of movies don't really uh, hit on that level with her, but I was really glad she got a lot out of it. Anyway, hope you guys are having a good week and have a great day. Neil, thank you so much. That is awesome, man, that those words came out of her mouth. How cool is that? I'm glad that uh, that she also enjoyed Shang-Chi so much that she wanted to go see it the second time. And that's, probably, that's a great story. These movies have a way of bringing out these moments that touch us in ways we don't know. That's true. It really, yeah, absolutely. That's a good one. Well, that's a good way to end it, guys. I think that's where we should uh, say uh, au revoir. Just had to ruin it. No, I just ruined that whole nice story. Neil just said au revoir. What am I talking about? Mm -hmm. I'm just staring at Les's patch. It's driving me nuts. Arr, it's driving me nuts. Telling me to stop. Just (laughs) there you go. Uh, Les, where can people? Rip that patch off. <laughs> Nobody's going to rip anything off of me. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, anybody wants to do that, I'd pay to watch. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, you can try. Uh, on Twitter, at LessonMore78, on this awesome pos- podcast called The Sith List. Awesome Possum? Awesome Possum? Awesome Awesome Passcast. And then also on our Sith List YouTube channel, reacting to all kinds, to most of the awesome geek stuff out there. Yes, thank you. Mr. Dom Chansky, King of All Pods, where can people wish you a very happy birthday? Uh, you, you can wish me a very happy birthday on Twitter at Tom Chansky, where I will be cheering for Magnus von Magnuson over Riku Kiri in the 1996 World's Strongest Man Contest. Damn! Uh, I also Research. do Patreon shows for Steel Wars, Blue Harvest, and the Bad Motivators. And one of these days, nice. I'm going to pull a bus with my teeth. There it is. Attaboy. Mr. Eric Strothers, where can people find you? Well, saying something way less exciting than that, apparently. (laughs) Tom. Uh, You know what, man? Don't check out my other podcast. It's a piece of shit. Why don't you just follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers? Uh, It is not a piece of shit. Wait, what show is this? Maybe I'll talk to the bad motivators. This is the bad motivators. Oh, yeah, I nailed it then. Nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Boo, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at the Sith List, Boo. (laughs) And you can find me at the Sith List. Guys, thank you so much for listening and hanging out with us tonight. Or it's the daytime. I don't know. Whatever the hell you're listening to us. Haas, get better again. I want to throw that out there one more time. Wishing you well. Haas, you get better. And you can catch us next week. On episode number 268 of The Sith List. Generals gathered in their mass Just like witches at black masses. Evil minds that plot destruction. Sorcerer of death's construction. In the fields, the bodies burn out As the war machine keeps turning Death and hatred to mankind Poisoning their brainwashed minds
Now when darkness world stops turning Ashes where the body's burning No more war pigs have the power Hand of God has struck the hour Day of judgment God is calling Catch us next week on episode number 268 of the... Why are you laughing, King Tom? I'm trying to finish this podcast, man. I'm going to do this one more time.